0: that was the promise of the Father. Amen. And they were purposed that they were going to stay in that room until they received whatever it was. And, you know, we know what it is now, but they had no idea what they were waiting for. All they had was Scripture. All they had was a promise. Amen. And so they waited until what they felt like that promise was came to pass. Amen. And that launched into being what we are today. Amen. Amen. And I'm so thankful that somebody was willing to lay their job aside and lay their family and their concerns aside. And maybe some of them had their families up there with them, but they were willing to lay aside everything to be a part of something that was greater than themselves. Amen. Amen. And they, those people in that upper room had no idea. Amen. They had no idea what it was that God was using them to launch really they didn't. Amen. They were just they if we would have been there it's just like in this little room right now we don't we might see ourselves as maybe insignificant in the kingdom but God doesn't see us that way. He sees us as significant and those people were significant and so they were with one accord and so we are here today with one accord in one place. Amen. But it's not about this place today, is it? Amen. It's about something bigger than ourselves, and it's called the kingdom of God. Amen. And so we're going to continue in in talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. Amen. And last week we talked about uh, letter A on on your sheet there. It says, what do we really treasure? Amen. And heavenly things or earthly things things amen and uh, sister would you mind helping me thank you so much sister Michaela appreciate her this morning praise God thank you for this offering in this tithe today in this Sunday school that we're having this teaching this preaching that you would minister to us today in Jesus name amen hallelujah amen and so we were talking about our treasures and so I'm not going to read this entire scripture, Matthew 16, 46, 14 through 34, but we are going to kind of go to the next uh, letter on your paper, which is letter B. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as, soon as I get to it here. Amen. And it says the need for his light to be the brightest thing shining in our lives amen because it's not about us it's about him living in us dwelling in us and radiating out of us amen so Matthew 6:22 says the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, you're saying, how can light be darkness? I asked that same question when I read this. If the light that be in thee be darkness, how great is the darkness? What a terrible thing to to think that you have light when you have actually darkness. Amen. I, who would want to know? God help me to know. If there's any darkness in me. Search me oh God. And know my heart. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me. In the way everlasting. Don't let me stay where I am. Thinking I, that everything's Okay. Okay. I don't want to be left in that place. We were, one of the brethren and I were talking this morning. The worst feeling in the world is knowing that you've been doing something the wrong way and nobody told you. And you thought you were doing fine. And you just wish somebody would have said, Hey, tapped you on the shoulder and said, Hey, you know that's the wrong way to do that. Just be kind and tell me. Amen. And I want the Lord to let me know if there's any darkness in me. Amen. Oh, well, I could never have. Yes, you can. Amen. The enemy is relentless. He is not going to give up. That's why the Bible calls him the God of this world. Amen. He's still the God of this world until the Lord takes him out of the way. Amen. So we got to keep our we got to keep our periscopes up if you will we got to keep you know searching the landscape and and, and we got to keep looking inwardly not just when we have communion service <laughs> search yourself examine yourself amen amen lord that's one of those scriptures i like to quote when i put my feet on the floor in the morning god search my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me before i ever get a word out of my mouth before i ever cross paths with anybody amen I want him to be the one that's emanating from me. And that's what we're going to talk about today. That darkness in that scripture speaks of, I kind of look some of this stuff up in the in the Greek, and it speaks of evil, corruptness, and rottenness. Wow. Rottenness. Amen. How many like, likes a rotten banana? Or any kind of rotten food? Amen. Oh, yeah. It's line, I'll line right up for that. No, we don't like that. I'm reading this one book, and this guy, he's quoting somebody else in the book, and and the person that he's quoting make, makes this statement. It says, either you're green and growing or you're ripe and rotting. Now, some people would call that a ripe banana. I'd call it a rotten banana because I can't stand a squishy old banana. Amen? But it is good for something. Mash it up and make some bread uh, <laughs> or put it in a smoothie. Amen. That's what we've been doing lately, putting them in smoothies. Amen. Because you're just going to mash it up anyway. Amen. But who wants to be ripe and rotting? I want to be green and growing. Amen. Amen. When do you stop growing? Spiritually. Or even in, in, the, in the natural as a human being. When do you reach that place where you say, I've gone far enough? Amen? Never. Amen. I was on the phone with my mother the other day, and she made some comment about it was like she had this aha moment about something. And I thought to myself, wow, my mom is still learning things. So I don't get out of it. I got to keep learning, keep growing. Amen. I don't want to be, when you're ripe and rotting, that means you've something, like a banana has been pulled off the tree. It's not attached to the life anymore. It's just sitting there. Who wants to just be sitting there just rotting away? Amen. Thinking that they've got everything they need. Amen. Not me. Amen. And so we're going to talk about this light today. And in a couple of translations that I went back and kind of looked at. I'm going to read those to you. The New Living Translation of Matthew 6:22 and 23 says, Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And the light, and if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? The Message Bible says, "Your eyes are windows into your body." How many have ever heard this? The the eyes are the windows of the soul. How many of you have you heard that before? How many believe that's true? Amen. The light of the body is in the eyes. So it says if you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. How many remembers when, you, when, you, when the revelation of who Jesus was and the necessity of, I've got to have the Holy Ghost and I've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. How many remembers that moment when you went, oh, wow, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it, like the young lady, I see it, I see it, I see it. Your eyes were wide open. You were receiving revelation and light into your life. And you went, wow, i got to do something with this. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, you know, squinty-eyed. Have you ever felt that when somebody's looking at you and they're looking at you maybe with an evil eye? I was doing some studying on this back in the back in the old in the days when this was written to the audience that this was written to. They believed in something called the evil eye, and they didn't want somebody to look at them with an evil eye. They'd try to look away from it. Amen. And sometimes when people look at you, you can you can tell if they're thinking something contrary about you or not, or if they're thinking something kind about you. You can just see it in their eyes. Amen. I'll never forget my dad saying. Boy, I can tell you're lying by your eyes. I remember thinking, yeah, right, sure you can. Until I was a father of two sons and I figured out he was right. You really can tell. (laughs) It took me a while to figure that out. Amen. But you can tell a lot about an individual by looking at their eyes. And you can feel that. You can feel that compassion and that love. When somebody's looking at you with compassion and love, they don't have to say a word. You can feel that. The Bible says that Jesus, when he looked on the multitudes, he looked what? With compassion. They could feel that love just emanating from his eyes. But then Jesus and the apostles could also feel that hate and that disdain and that Bitterness coming from those scribes and Pharisees. They, when they looked upon him, and they just wanted to kill him. They could feel, they could see it in his eyes. I, I would venture to say, Amen. Amen. I can tell when the one, that the the precious one that the Lord gave me for the last thirty three years is not happy with me, just by looking at her eyes. Sometimes, right? Am I right? The eyes. Can say it faster than the mouth could speak it, Amen. And so our eyes are important, Amen. The eyes are a window of the soul, and it, like I said, we our eyes were opened spiritually when we saw this truth. And so our eyes can receive light, but our eyes can also put light out, Amen. Amen. How do how do how do I say this when we're looking at somebody that doesn't know Jesus that might not dress like we do or might not smell like we do, what do they see when they look at us in our eyes? Do they see that 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 spirit and that attitude of oh, I don't know that person looks kind Can they feel that from our eyes? I was wondering this i you know i don't I'm not a psychologist or I't studied this stuff, but I wonder. If I can see that spirit of disdain in the eyes of somebody and know they're not happy with me, that that has to be true, I would guess. And so we've got to be careful. Amen. And that that word single there, if an eye be single, it's talking about soundness. If your eye be sound or if it be, uh, if you're, Viewing the right things, if you have the right light on the inside, it's going to have a, an effect on what people see coming out of you. Amen. The New uh, New English Translation Bible note says a few scholars take this word to mean, like like uh, something like generous here, part, partly due to the immediate context concerning money. So this scripture that we're talking about is found in what. What body, what, what thing in the Bible that, that starts in verse 5 and goes through about verse 7? It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And so in context, Jesus was just talking about where is your treasure at? There's where your heart's going to be. And so we have to kind of follow the context. And he's talking about the light of the eye. He's still kind of referring back to that and saying, where is your focus? What are you focused on? What, what, is, what are you allowing to come in into your life? Because whatever you're allowing to come in, whatever thoughts, attitudes, imaginations, you know, those kind of things, those things are going to be emanated back out. Amen. And so are we displaying the love of Jesus Christ? Are we displaying something else? We have to ask ourselves that question. And, we, you know, we have to examine ourselves. Amen. And so if our eye be evil, it's that once again, that squinty eye that is that we have this spirit and this attitude of disdain or whatever adjective you want to use. Amen. Toward our fellow man. Jesus said, you know, he told them in Matthew 25, he said. He talked about when they when when they clothed. And when they fed him and when they took care of him and they said, when, when, when did we do this? He said, when you did it to the very least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me, whether it was good or whether it was bad. Amen. And so. You know, we've got to be careful because every individual out there that we run across, every person that we see cross paths with even if we just look them in the eye and we never see them again i want them i want to make sure that they see jesus in me don't you i want them to see jesus in me even if i don't get a chance to speak to them i want them to i want to walk away and have that person in my imagination i want them to be saying to themselves wow i don't know what it was about that person when i when they walked up to my line in Walmart, I don't know what it was. I felt something. And when they walked away, it walked away too. I want them to feel that. I want, I want them to feel Jesus in everything that I say and everything that I do and in, in the look in my face and what's emanating from my eyes. I want that same compassion and love. You know, Jesus looked on the multitudes with compassion. I want that same same spirit to emanate from me it's been said that the eyes are the window of the soul and metaphorically the scripture could be referring to our humanity and how things that we focus on can affect our life right amen be careful what you're focusing on be careful what you're allowing to to come into your spirit because it will affect you how dark is the darkness if we think it's light but it's really darkness so it's important that we keep an eye on, excuse the, the pun, on what comes into our mind, our spirit, our life, our ears. What, what are we feeding ourselves with? Amen. And how is it affecting the outward? Amen. Because we have been called not to just sit in the church and wait for the bus to come. We've been called to be a light to a lost world. Amen. So we, I want us to shine our light as bright as we can. Amen? You know, the Bible says, No man comes to me except I draw him. Well, he doesn't just come down and just shove us to the side and step into the picture and draw somebody. He's drawing them through us. We are his body. The head's up there. We're the body down here. Amen? That, that song... That says, if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? Why aren't we emanating and shining that light like a light bulb drawing those bugs in the summertime? Amen. They don't know why they're coming to the light. It's just warm there and there's light there. And they just, they feel drawn to that. Amen. And don't we want that to happen in our life? Don't we want people to feel drawn to us because of the Jesus that lives on the inside of us? amen amen that's how he draws them you know that's 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 how he does it and that's when you have those moments where somebody says you know i don't know what it is about you but every time i'm around you i just feel something i just feel just i don't know what they, they can't explain it amen and that's your open door that's the opportunity that's the lord drawing them well let me tell you what it is it's not me I wear good deodorant, but it's not me. It's the Jesus in me. And you know, it's the same Jesus that drew me one day. You know, you I mean, just you could just let the Lord just start operating and, and speaking through you. Amen. And you know, Jesus kind of alludes if you and we're gonna get into this, but in verse twenty four he says you cannot serve God and mammon. You can't have two different kinds of input coming in and only one coming out. Amen. You can't serve God and you can't serve the God of this world and you can't serve the God of glory. You can't serve both. Amen. Amen. And how dark is that light if it's darkness? Amen. We don't want to have too many things coming in, clouding up the one thing that needs to be coming out. Amen. We needed his marvelous light in our life one day why because in us was darkness and for the most part we didn't know it we thought we were fine we've had this converse i've had this conversation with several people before i came to, to god before i came to this truth before i understood that i needed the holy ghost and need to be baptized in jesus name religiously i thought i was fine everything's cool you know i've I'm being good. I'm not killing people. I'm not murdering. I'm not stealing. I'm not lying, cheating, or speeding. I'm not doing any of those things. I'm a good person. Amen. We thought we were fine until one day the Lord opened our eyes, and we figured out we weren't. We needed his light. We were in darkness, and he has has commanded us to be what? Salt and light. So we received the light into this dark place of our soul that was lost and without hope in this world. And he lighted up the inside of us and he made us to be light to a lost and dying world. And he told us, ye are salt of the earth. Ye are the light of the world. Amen? Amen. In in those days, they didn't have light bulbs and light switches and electricity. They had candles. And so that's why he says... No man lights a candle in a room full of people and then covers it up. <laughs> Cuz everybody in the room's going to go, "We needed the light. What'd you cover it up for?" You know? No, they don't do that. It's kind of a you know, it's kind of an obvious thing. You light a light in a room so everybody can see. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let your light so shine before men. Well, whose light is it really? It's his light amen that's what he's saying let your light let the light that i put in you shine forth into a dark world it might not mean necessarily that you have to say anything you don't have to teach everybody that you come across a bible study initially you just have to be there you just have to show up and be that light amen sometimes it's just the presence of god dwelling in you amen I'll never forget this preacher uh, one time that I was listening to. And he was talking about how his dad wasn't in church. And, and so he, he just decided one day, he, he, he was filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized and all those things. And, and he just he was unhappy with where he was in God. And so he just said, I'm going to have a prayer meeting. And I'm not coming out of this thing until I feel like I've touched God. And so it went on. I don't know how long it went on. And, and he felt like he had a breakthrough. And so God, he felt like God told him to go visit his dad. he went to the door of his dad's house and knocked on the door. And his dad opened the door. And he said the first words out of his dad's mouth were something like, What's wrong with you? He's like, What? There's something about you. What? He said they had like a ten-minute conversation at the door. And his dad kept saying, No, no, no. There's something, something about you. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it dawned on him. Wait a minute, I just had this prayer meeting. And he, his dad said, I've never. And he, he had been in church, you know, long enough. His, his, he knew that his son was a preacher and all these things. And he's like, something about you is different. Amen. I want to have that. I want to have that kind of, I want to be shining that kind of light, you know. And we can how did he how did he reach that point where somebody so noticed the difference that it was like like, whoa, you know, like when Moses walked down off the mountain, whoa, put something over your face, Moses. Amen. That cost him something. And he had to have that prayer meeting. He had to come to the end of himself and had had to have that moment with God where God did. I don't know what God did to him. He didn't either. He didn't expect that. That kind of a response, until it happened, it was it dawned on him. What comes out of us is important. Amen. It And it does make a difference. And people do see a difference. I want to make sure that they have a difference to see. Amen. I don't want the light that's in me to be evil. Amen. I don't want the light in me to be darkness. God, don't let me walk around thinking everything's okay, even in this this truth that we believe and preach and live and teach. Amen. I want to be in the light. Even in Proverbs 28 and 22, it says, He that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye. Once again, Jesus was talking about you can't serve God and mammon. you got to be careful, even with riches, to allow those things to, to cloud The light that's in you. Even he that hasteth to be rich uh, hath an evil eye and considereth not the poverty that shall come upon him. Amen. That word darkness in the Bible and in other places speaks of opaqueness. And I probably have said this in here before. And you might say, well, what do you mean? What's opaqueness? Can you see the sun coming in that window right there? That's light, right? But you can't see outside, can you? that's opaque it's letting the light in but you can't see through it and we can have that kind of darkness in our life where light light's coming in we can see the light but we can't see anything else but that light shine and we can't see clearly amen like driving in a fog you can't see clearly you can see the headlights coming this way when they get really close and you can see the taillights in front of you if you get close enough to that car in front of you but that's all you can see and you can see the little cloudiness of your headlights right that's a terrible feeling amen to be in that kind of a heavy fog like that and so we don't want to be like that either amen lord clear the fog in my life and i've already made reference to this in matthew 5 13 once again this is part of the the sermon on the mount he's and I, I read one thing where it said the Sermon on the Mount was was akin to Moses coming down off the mountain and and delivering the law to the people. Jesus was was the new Moses, delivering the new law. He was preparing his disciples. He was giving them marching orders. He was telling them all the things that they needed to know. I don't think they had notebooks and were taking notes, but they were there was a lot to take in. But he only had a little bit of time, and he was trying to prepare these men to be the disciple makers that they needed to be. Amen. Cuz it was going to be up to those 12 to grow the church, right? And to be those disciple makers and they had they had no they had no options. They had to do it. Amen. And so we're here today because of them. Because of this sermon on the mount, because of all these things that he said, but it says you're the salt of the earth if you have if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? If we've just become religious in our experience and we don't have any savor, we don't have any, anything about us that, that draws people, that makes, makes them feel like, you know, I want to change. You know, we, we have influence over the people that are, we are in contact with every day on our job, at school, or wherever it is. You have a, a level of influence with those people. Nobody else. But you have that opportunity to have that influence. And believe it or not, we are influencing people one way or the other. So if the light in you is darkness, you're influencing people with that. But if the light in you is bright, shining jesus light, you're influencing people without saying anything. Why? Because... The old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. Your actions are speaking so loud, I can't hear a word you're saying. Right? And your actions are going to be based on what? The amount of light that's in you. Or the amount of darkness that's in you. Amen? And so we have to think about these things. Amen? We've got to think about these things. And as you know, once again, down in verse 15, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candlestick and it gives light to the entire house. Let your light so shine before men, not your light, his light. Let the light that's in you shine before men that they may see your good works, not your good works, the good works in you that are based upon the light that's in you, right not just saying go around and do good works so they'll see light. It's good works based on this glorious gospel that we have inside of us. We have the kingdom of God. What does the Bible say? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where is that? Right here? Right there? Right there? Right there? Right there? It's dwelling in us. It's not for us to keep it to ourselves. To hide the light under a bush and say, I got my light, go get your own. Right? That's not, that, that sounds funny, but that's sometimes what we do. I got mine, you get your own. Amen. That's not what Jesus did. Amen. How did he shine his light? He didn't walk around with a flashlight or a candle, did he? Amen. How did he shine his light? Everywhere he went. He showed compassion. If they were hungry, he fed them. If they needed to be healed, he healed them. Even the Pharisees and the scribes and all those. Think about Nicodemus. Came to him by night. He saw the hunger in that man. He fed that. He answered the question Nicodemus really wanted to ask, but he didn't. And what was that? (laughs) What did he answer him? John chapter 3. Amen. He what he was really saying was I know what you're asking me Nicodemus but what you really want to know is this and here's the answer. Except a man be born again of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. So he had compassion. He was ready to give an answer. Amen. On the little kids it didn't matter wherever he went that's how he shined his light. Amen. He that that light that emanated I believe and uh, I'm going to make reference to a movie I saw. It's called The Ten Commandments. But there, or No, it was, uh, no, not Ten Commandments. It was Charlton Heston was a slave or something. And they looked upon, when he looked, when the guys, when Jesus came walking by that group of slaves that were chained together, every one of them that looked on him, they, they almost looked away because it was such a, an emanating bright light. And when I saw that the first time, I thought, wow. That must have been what it really was to look at Jesus, what it really felt like. You know, that one guy was going to beat those slaves, and, and he just kind of backed away. That, that soldier, he didn't know what to do. Amen. I, do you want to have that kind of effect on people? I want them to feel Jesus the minute I walk in the room. I don't want them to say, oh, look, here comes Vince. Amen. Amen. That's what I've been praying every day, that 45-minute drive to Toma. Before I ever walk in that door, God, let them see you. I know they're going to see Vince, but I want them to see and feel something that they can't explain. Not that for me to get any glory, but for him to get the glory. Amen? We didn't receive this light to keep it to ourselves. Amen. As as wide open as our eyes were when we received this, and we said, "Wow, I need this. I gotta have this. I can't get to the altar fast enough. I can't get into the baptismal tank fast enough. God, I want the Holy Ghost yesterday. We need to have that same urgency and desire when we're emanating that same light back out. Amen. God, they need this. God, they gotta have this. I, oh God, please don't let them see me. Help, let them see you. Amen." Amen. These are important things. Amen. He wasn't just giving them a speech on when he was giving them the sermon on the mount, he was giving them principles. Amen. Amen. You know, salt operates internally like if you put it in a cake recipe. It, it has it affects the flavor of the cake or whatever you put it in. But salt also works externally, right? Like if you throw it out there on the ice, it works. Sunlight's the same way. The same sunlight that'll grow the that grass out there in the yard will give you a sunburn if you stay in it too long. So it can be damaging and it can be good. It, and it has the potential of being both and so once again we got to co- go back to that light that's coming out of us we got to make sure that the light that's coming out of us is is good light amen amen we've got to be diligent in our study we got to be diligent in our prayer life amen that's how that light like that preacher I was talking about that's how that light, Is going to emanate and be bright. Amen. The more time you spend with that one that showed that compassion, that showed that love, that had that way about him, it seemed like, that just drew people. They didn't know why. That's how you're going to have that kind of light that Jesus had, is spending time with him. Amen. And we live in a society today that wants you to spend all your time doing other stuff. Amen. If you're spending all your time doing other stuff and not spending time with him, how how is that going to affect your light that's coming out of you? You need to ask yourself that question. Amen? Not that any of those things are bad. Amen. But we gotta have a balance. We gotta make sure that putting first things first, amen. Seek first his kingdom. Amen. Seek first his kingdom. That's why he started out with that. Seek first his kingdom. Amen. And we're going to get to that uh, on, on the last Sunday. You know, but it's about his kingdom. If we'll put his kingdom first every day and everything that we do and everything that we think, all the other things that are important to us are going to be added. He knows what we have need of. I'm getting into my other lesson. We as people are influencers. Amen. Leadership is all about influence. Right? It's what it is. It's all about influence. Amen. There's a word that's called luminary. Anybody ever heard that word, luminary? That the root word of that is lumen. Which is a word that means light, right? We were my wife and I bought a LED light to put under our counter yesterday because she has no light there. She can't see when she's making stuff, and wow, that thing just like it's a 600 lumen light. And boy, oh boy, those 600 lumens just light that counter up. She <laughs> she was cleaning that whole counter because she could now she could see all the dirt she didn't see. curse that light (laughs) sorry for the but but 600 lumens amen and so as we were buying looking at those we found ourselves comparing which, which had more lumens which had more light amen so a luminary is simply a person that affects and influences people wherever they go so we need to be the luminaries for the kingdom, Amen. It's not about us, folks. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus. And if, if you know, if you just reading about you know everywhere that He went and all that He did, you know what did what did Paul say? Follow Me, as I follow Christ. What did Paul do? The same thing. Amen? He did the same things Jesus did. He had compassion. He went about loving people. He did, he, when they would beat him, he would just turn the other cheek. Amen? You know, and we're going to suffer persecution for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ. And, but that doesn't mean we're always going to suffer persecution. There's going to be times where God's going to put us in front of somebody that really is hungry and thirsty righteousness amen remember where you were you know and such were some of you so uh, such were some of us we were lost we were in darkness somebody came and gave us a scripture and began to shine some light into our life and we began to open our eyes a little bit And, and little by little we came to the church and we started hearing more preaching you know and that's that's how our eyes got open right by the foolishness of preaching Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. We can all think about right now in our mind that, that moment. That That's our testimony. That moment when we went, oh, 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 yeah, oh, wow. Amen. I could take myself right to the plaque and drive you there right now and take you to that place where that happened to me. I could sit you right in the chair I was sitting in. Amen? That's how profound that moment was in our life. We can remember it like it was yesterday. And I want somebody else out there that I'm coming in contact with, that I have influence with, that I have the ability to influence them one way or the other. I want them to have that same moment where where I'm sitting there teaching them a Bible study and, and the light comes on. What an exciting moment. It's all worth it when you see the light come on in their life. And they go, and you can just see it. I mean, their, their eyes light up. You know, you can see that. Wow, look. Once again, the eyes speak what's going on inside the individual. Praise God. So our goal should be to desire for his light, and I'm pretty much landing the airplane here as they say um for be should be for his light to be the brightest thing shining in our lives inwardly because it's got to affect us too i want his light to affect me every day search me oh god and know my heart search me search me god i'll open every closet every cabinet door in inside this house don't leave, don't leave one closet door open, God. Go in every room. Amen? Are, are we willing to allow God to come in every room in our home? Or are we hiding things that we don't want Him to find? Amen? Shine your light everywhere, God. Re, you know, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Just, just shine the light. Show me the dark places so I can deal with that because I want to be just like you. So we need to be shining that light bright in our lives inwardly affecting who we are and outwardly affecting and infecting not like kind of like an infectious disease, right? We want to infect other people with this gospel. Amen. We do. Everyone around us, amen? Some people are going to like, ah, get away from me. And we're going to have those people. But that doesn't mean we stop shining our light, does it? We keep shining our light. Somebody out there is hungry. Somebody out there is thirsty. And they're going to respond to that light. Matthew 10 and 8, in Matthew 10 and 8, Jesus says that freely we have received. Freely we should be giving. Amen. We didn't do anything to deserve this. Amen. He had enough mercy and grace upon us through somebody's prayer or something to come to us and draw us. Did he not? He he gave us that opportunity to come and make a decision to serve him. And so we received it freely. We didn't have to do anything for it. We just received it freely. So the Bible says, freely ye have received, freely give. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't don't hide your light under a bushel. But stick it out there. You're gonna be persecuted. Leave it out there. Yeah. Somebody eventually is gonna be hungry and want this. Amen. Let's let our light shine. That that little song that, that we sung in Sunday school. I didn't, I didn't go to Sunday school. <laughs> Not this kind of thing. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, No! I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Amen. It's, it's not really about what church we go to. It's about the Jesus that we serve. The rest of that will take care of itself. If we just shine Jesus, if we let Jesus be the one that's coming out of these eyes, that if we'll show that compassion and that love, that darkness, if that light is in us, is truly light and not darkness. Amen. We're not going to have any problem affecting and infecting the lives of people. Thank you, Father, for this teaching and this ministry today. Let you would minister to your people in the remainder of this service, that you would use the man of God to preach to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your break.